welcome back. You're listening to the 102nd episode of CCP, the Kayla and Kathy podcast, also known as... Culture Clashing Provocatively. All right, so we are into the new era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dawning of a new era. <laughs> the documentary era. Um, yeah. So for our first one, we're t- covering a big topic. Yeah. Um, the movie is Disclosure. Trans lives on screen. Yeah. Um, so this movie came out in 2020. It's directed by Sam Fetter, um, and it is available on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix original documentary, mm-hmm. which premiered at Sundance. Um, there are some recognize like some fairly well known actors and actresses. That ha- that um, like discuss their experiences. If I'm being honest, I'd only heard of Laverne Cox, but I'm sure these other people have. I've seen things but with Jen Richards. As we all get into it, that is part of the problem. Yeah, a big part of the problem. Sorry, continue with the people. Um, Chaz Bono, Janet Mock, Candace Kane. Those were the people that I was familiar with kind of before this. There there are a lot a lot of people that they interviewed. Mm-hmm. And and uh talk about as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So a broad synopsis of the movie I would say, as the subtitle uh alludes to mm-hmm. is talking about the representation of transgender people on um screen whether that be movies or television or daytime talk shows um, and just sort of how it's either lacked or the problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, uh, there's a little different format, obviously. I feel like we're just going to talk about what they talk about in the movie yeah, or documentary or whatever. Let's do um, it, yeah. No spoilers, these are real life things, you know. So we won't have to have mentioned that going forward. This is the one time I mention it. Hopefully. You mean like for all the docs or just for this one? Because I feel like you can spoil a documentary. Like if it's true It crime. has like a twist ending. Yeah, you can. Okay, fair. But Hopefully won't. this one, I feel like this is the type of documentary that should be shown at, like when you're in film school or like you're studying... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like soci- sociology, psychology, anthropology, any of those um, social sciences. Like it should be shown in that kind of format. So there's a lot of interviews with different people throughout. And then they yeah, show almost, a lot of clips. Of, it's almost like a lecture type of thing. Yeah. In the way it's told. Of yeah. Just like providing a bunch of information, but also giving, you know, personal experiences. Yeah. Like um, as they connect to them. Right. So let's just get into it and talk about some things we liked about it. Some things we disliked. Maybe if you had any notes like that. Okay. I'm just going to start with one of my bullet points was. Uh, more of an overarching thing, which I guess we sort of already talked about. Like we get different actors talking about representation they observed at a younger age. Like yeah. Laverne Cox is talking about the first time she saw somebody of transgender portrayed, mm-hmm. and then 
another actor or mm-hmm. actress will come on and talk about and how it's impacted them and impacted their family and how it it impacted like their journey their trans journey as well right um and Laverne Cox specifically, I think, raised an excellent point of, because um, you do see this a lot, and especially like in comedy, which mm-hmm. they show a very specific example of male uh, black emasculation mm-hmm. um, in media and like dressing black men up as in like drag, mm-hmm. um, kind of to make white people feel safer or something and mm-hmm. emasculate them and not be as intimidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really excellent point that, I mean, I was aware of. I've, like, seen, you know, Big Mama's House is one of the examples they used. Yeah. But didn't think about, like, how prolific it really was. And they even showed that clip from, I don't know what show that was. Must have been Jay Farrow had a show or something. That was really... That was terrible. And that's had to be recently. Yeah. Like, within the last decade, for no, sure. it was. Because he was on SNL... Like, probably six or seven years ago. Yeah. And basically it was... It was Jamie Foxx, right? Telling him that... And I, I mean... What does it matter? Um, in the clip, Jamie Foxx is telling him that... Like, in order to... Be big time... As a... Black comedian... He mm-hmm. needs to wear a dress... Basically dress up like a woman and then it and then it's like he thinks that he loses his manhood because of that but i I don't know it was just a really disturbing clip yeah (laughs) i i I didn't think we needed to go into it but yeah but a good example to show right like makes you think like oh the amount of movies that where men are dressed up as women. What about you? You want to bring up something? Here? Yeah. Um, I guess to... Well, yeah, this relates. So it seemed like a common theme from a lot of the people that were interviewed is when they saw people who are trans... Um, Represented. Rep- I, sorry, like displayed or represented on television and in movies. It was like they were the butt of a joke. Um, it was seen in like a humorous light. Mm-hmm. And okay. that never seemed like, well, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out that it just never seemed like it really helped anyone in any way. And I didn't, I didn't like that one of the clips was from How I Met Your Mother. I'm like, Gosh darn what it. What one was that? I don't recall. It was like Ted was in a bathroom and... I didn't remember that. It was really brief, but it's just like nobody is... Yeah, that that was something going back and like they showed, you know, a ton of yeah. clips from stuff of like the wrong way to represent this stuff. And some yeah. that were like, okay, this was kind of doing something right. And then at least for the time it like gave you... or gave, I'm sorry... Uh, we forgot to clarify the top. We're both straight uh, white people, so this is take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, we we don't have lived in experiences. Right. Um, 
but we're trying. Uh, we're trying. But a lot of the clips they show, you're like, oh wow, I remember seeing that, and like, wow, that is really bad and problematic. Like the Ace Ventura. One. I was gonna say, have you seen that movie? Yeah. Like that was terrible. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that like over and over. Yeah, again. and one of the people being interviewed was like, that was my favorite movie yeah. as a kid, and then I was transitioning, and I just wanted something comfortable, to, comforting to watch, and then yeah. I watched that, and it just made me feel terrible about myself. Yeah, it it just it it's like it makes you think like this is part of the issue with our society is that we depict people that are quote unquote different than us in in a way that is like we're laughing at them or we're stereotyping them. And then that's where a lot of insecurities arise because people feel like they, people in this community feel like they are just a joke or not like worthy of positive representation. And it's just, it's pretty wild to think about how much media like, can impact your life and a lot of times in a negative way like causes you to have opinions about different people that maybe you wouldn't have thought if you hadn't seen that tv show or that movie um or watched that interview with someone it's just like you really can see the writer's ignorance you can see um what like this trope that that I guess Hollywood is like trying to portray and it it's just really upsetting and makes me feel guilty and bad for for people that are already having a tough time you know um, coming into their own and having to you know watch this stuff uh, one alarming fact um but i can't say i can dispute it because i fall under that as well um they gave was a statistic from glad that 80 percent of americans don't know a transgender person yeah and i do not know a transgender person i don't think they were showing a clip from one show and the actress was saying they identify with like they them pronouns Mm -hmm. and it's only even this year that i've like met someone who wants to have they them pronouns like personally like they through our work oh yeah nice which was the first time i've even seen that so mm-hmm. yeah a lot of hopefully. this is maybe new to us but maybe not new which <gasps> oh i i definitely don't think it's new yeah no i'm just saying i'm just saying that like it's it's a good thing that we're starting to see it more and that people are more comfortable with sharing that aspect of themselves. Yeah, so another thing that I thought that it was interesting that they pointed out was that there are more depictions of trans women in media than man than men. Um, and I, I don't really know why that is. Like, I guess it could go back to your previous point about saying this word right emasculation or is it emasculation emasculation um 
when I think it was Jen Richards who said that it's like pretty even with um, like population wise of trans. I would say as my trans women. And then obviously take with a grain of salt, like I said before, as a straight man, I would guess it's if you looked back and they counted a lot of it might be those problematic portrayals of like trying to be funny of men dressing up like women. I don't know if they're counting that in their statistic of mm. trans portrayal or not, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I'm not sure. And, and then another thing was that they were talking about how, um, like, the acting role as sex worker was the most common depiction um, for a trans person in film and television which while that is a job that some people have it's not it's not like everyone that is trans has that experience so it's it's just yeah they talked about the overuse of transgender roles as sex workers as victims and as people dying from their transition complications yes um which just leads to negative stereotypes um Mm -hmm. and going back to that statistic like they made a good point of since only 80 percent of people know a transgender person most of their information comes from media 20 percent i'm sorry 80 percent don't know Mm -hmm. so only 20 percent know so most people's information just comes from what they consume media and if they're only seeing transgender people as sex workers or as victims of murder or as people who get diseases because Mm -hmm. they're trying to transition Mm -hmm. um then it gives a negative connotation to all transgender people and it um reinforces negative stereotypes that yeah like it's the only way people can learn about trans people unless they're seeking out information information on Mm -hmm. their own just what they see in passing media and that can be a problem just like you know, more people are aware of, you know, issues with the way, you know, people of color are portrayed sometimes in media as, like, only people who are criminals, like, Mm -hmm. or people of, like, Muslim religion are typecast as, like, terrorists and uh, villains in movies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So a very similar thing um, here, but with different uh, roles. Yeah, and it's perpetuating that stereotype and then causing people to to then be incredibly ignorant and um, transphobic, which is, it just, no good comes out of it. I mean, sure, there's representation, but if it's not accurate or positive, then what good is it really doing? And if it's just going to make you know, parents more fearful for, you know, their kids or young adults that are um, trying to transition, then it's not going to, it's not going to help anything. Like, that's not going to do, yeah, do I, any I good. Yeah, I think the main theme, or at least one of the main themes was representation. And while any representation is good or at least it used to be because you know yeah more exposure is better it's a matter of proper representation and not always as we just talked about painting 
transgender people in this negative light. Yeah. Um, another thing that it seemed to focus, especially on when they showed clips from like talk shows and stuff, was how interviewers would ask about the surgery or they would ask about, you know, very intimate aspects of the transgender experience. And first of all, that just makes people really uncomfortable. Um, and I just don't feel like it's their business to to be asking that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's very one cringy thing. to go back now to even like yeah. only a few years ago interviews and with people, as we said before, kind of with the television and movies going back and like, oh, I like that movie or I like that show of going back and seeing like Oprah, like yeah, you know, or Katie Couric. Mm-hmm. These people that you don't view as like these aren't these are like pretty uh, liberal people who you think yeah. would have progressive ideas, but I mean, luckily, I think they were just showing that like anyone could be ignorant. Yeah, know? I don't think they were trying to like put those specific yeah. people on blast or anything. I think they were showing like this is how far we've come just in the last few years of like yeah. Hopefully, these people don't. Hopefully, people do not ask these dumb questions. Right, and I, it also showed how specifically Oprah and Katie Couric have kind of grown from that and are now <laughs> interviewing better, or doing better interviews because, maybe because of pushback they got, I don't, I don't know, um, or just because we've learned more as a society of what is okay and what is not okay to ask someone, um, Yeah. So that was that was another thing. So it just it feels like um, the media is just focusing on very specific aspects of the transgender experience, and because of that, people are not really getting to know what that experience is like or what to expect. It's just it's just so narrow and negative. Like they showed. Um, a lot of different clips of people having a vomit reaction when they found out that either their lover or their friend or co-worker was transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just kind of, I, as just, I guess, a little bit of an aside, I don't like seeing, I don't, I don't like vomit and I don't like seeing people vomit. Um, so yeah, it just like repulses you to watch people have that kind of reaction. Um, I think that was the director's intent. I know, but it's extreme. Have you ever vomited over somebody's news of anything? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I've only vomited when I'm sick, and I don't like vomiting. It doesn't feel good. Or nervous, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. I know that was an aside, but it kind of related. Asides are loud. Um... (laughs) I have a couple little things I learned. Uh, I don't know if we want to do that in kind of like a new segment type thing for the pod. Instead of like a final thought. I mean, I guess like all of this has been kind of like stuff I've learned for this week at least. I don't know if it'll be like that every week. I might have a little more background knowledge and kind of ashamed to say I didn't have much background knowledge going into this one. Um, But yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to wait closer to the end on that stuff or we don't have to like play new segment music or anything like that. I just wanted to kind of put it in its own little 
Okay, area. then let's talk a few more, give a few more points, and then we can um, say what we learned. Yeah, I just don't want to reha- rehash, like, just everything they said, you know what I mean? I Yeah, I understand. Because you should watch the movie for yourself, and if we have takes on things they said, that's fine, but just repeating what they say I don't think adds much to the conversation, you know what I mean? I and I, I'm not saying you did that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... If if you have some more like stuff to add to what you saw and observed, and if you have a sure, um, well, okay, I I guess I have a little bit of a connection. Um, so they mention I am Kate, which was Caitlyn Jenner's um, reality show mm-hmm. after she transitioned, and I remember initially really enjoying that show. That surprises me. I just was so fascinated with the topic and, like, the way they... A lot of the people they interviewed were on that show. Like, Jen Richards, Candace Kane. Um, Chaz Bono, was he on? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Okay, maybe it was just those two. But a lot of people, like, in that community were kind of teaching Caitlin a little bit of... of well, no... Not not a little bit. They were, like, teaching her kind of about trans issues and, you know, sharing their experiences. So that's what I really liked about the show. Mm-hmm. But then I... It was kind of like the either the second or third season where I had to stop watching because it was getting... It was just showing, like, Caitlyn's political views more. Which are super republican (laughs) yeah they kind of talked about that in the movie yeah and that was really distracting for me and like i felt like that i didn't want to keep watching because it was like taking away from what i thought the premise of the of the show was about yeah i'm sorry go ahead but i i did learn things from that show and i thought i felt like it was always good conversation and kind of open my eyes to different issues and experiences in that community but i i had to stop yeah i think it's sad that they have to that they were like well at least it got some exposure like that's how little like transgender right. exposure there is like we like none of the people agreed with caitlin jenner's politics but it's like well, at least it got some message out there and yeah. to a wider audience and kind of like chas bonnet uh, Bono Bono uh, I was talking about when he, he did was, Dancing with the Stars yeah. just like you know stay on as long as he could just to get more exposure um, yeah for transgender people yeah I mean obviously that's like that's important and and worth I guess cringing through some of the harder parts um cringe through it <laughs> but yeah i just i had to stop i'm curious of uh, the movies and is that TV still show. a show i don't think it's on anymore okay but it was on for a few seasons and at first i was really enjoying it but it got a little much yeah um i'm curious have you seen any of the movies or tv shows mentioned that they were showing clips from you mentioned ace ventura, <laughs> ace ventura was there anything mrs else? doubtfire yeah, that was briefly mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Big Mama's House. Is that what those were called? Big Mama's House? The ones with Martin Lawrence? Didn't see it. Um, I don't know. 
I don't have that written. But I, I think that's it. None of, unfortunately, none of the like positive, more positive representation. Like the one with Hillary Swank sounded kind of interesting. Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Or? Oh, it's really powerful. Have you seen Dallas Buyers Club? Oh, I have seen Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. I, I've only seen it once, though, like when it came out. So I don't remember exactly the plot of it. Yeah. I, it's been a few years. I I enjoyed both of those movies. I mean, they had some... I mean, especially Boys Don't Cry had, had some upsetting scenes in it. Um, but those didn't seem like terrible representations. But I guess the thing that was missing was the main characters were not played by well, a that person and more who was transgender. Like positive too. Like yeah, they're both they're pretty upsetting about in Dallas stories. Dallas Myers Club, like how Matthew McConaughey's character, you know, goes yeah. on and be successful, but Jared Leto's character, you know, dies. Yeah. Spoilers for Dallas Myers Club. It's, it's been a few and I will I will premise that uh, no spoilers for this movie, but spoilers for other movies if you're watching this because they do just like show what happens in these other. Oh yeah, a lot of which these... is fine. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah, just be prepared for that. It, like they're talking about that Pose show, yeah, which is a recent um, show. Yeah, it is. And they were like showing some character like in a coffin. I'm like, well, I guess if I wanted to show that, watch that show. Now maybe, I know that character's gonna no, die. But maybe you wouldn't remember or. I yeah, don't know. like it's not a huge yeah deal. Oh, um, and Orange is the New Black, obviously. And they talked about, go. and I've seen. I stopped watching them, but I watched the first like four or five seasons. I feel like that's one I might need to return to. I tried to watch the pilot, and then I wasn't upset by any of like. Well, I wasn't upset by the transgender representation. What upset me is just like. Well, okay, it was like a very specific scene. Please, this is the place to elaborate. Is it? <laughs> I mean, now I'm curious and I'll forget later, so yes. Okay, this was like the pilot episode, and I was just like, if every episode of this show is like this, and I, I'm too timid. Um, she, The main girl, I want to say her name is Piper. Piper. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to the cafeteria, or is it called a cafeteria in uh, a prison? Yeah. Okay. She goes to the cafeteria. Sorry, that was a stupid question. <laughs> I just don't want to say the wrong thing. Anyway, and like the, it's either the chef or somebody that works there. I don't know. Like gave her a used pad or tampon in her food. Red. I, be- I believe that's the chef character's name. I'm not sure. I was just like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely like some jarring stuff in it, but I think it's a pretty good show. One of the shows that they talked about briefly, Mrs. Fletcher, which is based on a book. Um, both the book and show are very good, and I think something, and then we can move on. Mm-hmm. Um, Fine. That that show does really well is so Jen Richards' character in Mrs. Fletcher. It's not about well, a she's not the main character. And B, it's not even about her being transgender. She just happens to be the professor that um, the main lady goes to at this community college. And it just comes up in class, like her experience a little bit. Yeah, which I'm sure uh, 
they would argue is a good representation because it's not her defining trait. She's a successful woman who's a professor. Yeah. Just happens to be transgender. Yeah. And nobody is, like, upset by that information. It's, like, a kind of a safe space. It's a small class. and Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm good for that one, you know? All right, so I really am curious what you're what, you what I learned. Yeah. Well, as I said, a lot of that stuff was learned, but I wrote down a f- few specific ones. Uh, we'll start with the bad one and then more of a positive one, I guess. I learned D.W. Griffith, the director of Birth of a Nation, was not only a racist but also transphobic. Yeah. So good for him. Not really. Bad for him. Bad for him. Bad yeah. For him. I mean, you didn't think he could be worse. Birth of a Nation, you know, pretty yeah. famous for being a terrible yeah. racist film that like brought back the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Also, did movies that were transphobic. I guess if you're did... one phobic, you're other phobics. There are Venn diagrams that are just circles out there. <laughs> he's probably one of them. Yeah. Um, or was I'm assuming he's dead. Yeah. Did you have any stuff? Oh, the okay. Room? I had one other thing, but if you want to add something. Um. Or do you want me to give you some time? Well, I think I just... What I learned is just how... Like, all the different ways that people who are transgender can be, like, negative, negatively portrayed on television and, and in movies. So, like, kind of the different things that they said were, like, common themes, which we've talked a lot about already... Um, I was just looking for like more like small little facts, you know, like, oh, I did not know that, or I never heard of this person. Hmm. I'll give you my other one, and maybe okay. that'll help you. My other one was, I learned who Christine Jorgensen was. Mm, yeah. So this is, uh, she was in the military during World War II? Well, I have written down 1952. So. Yeah, so it would have been World War II. And then after she got out, she transitioned to a woman and then was very famous and was not the first person, they said, not the first person to um, transition or have, like, surgery, but was the first famous person. She would go around and talk about it and um, seemed like a positive influence for transgender people and, like, spreading a good message. Okay. Which I had not heard of that person. Yeah. Seems like a cool person yeah probably has a cool book about them or something yeah i think it showed the her memoir so maybe that would be a maybe worth a check out yeah i too had not heard of her so that's a good one okay i heard this term that maybe I i had heard before but maybe not in this context okay living stealth Oh, yeah, I had not heard that either. So, just kind of... Which is a good way to end this, because I feel like it kind of comes full circle to what we haven't talked about, the title. Disclosure is kind of what this means. Go ahead. So, just maybe, like, not coming out, in a sense, or not... Yeah, I think that's... Living stealth is a transgender person who has not told anybody that they're trans... Or not gone public that they're transgender maybe they've told like friends and family mm-hmm. i guess yeah. is what it is how it came across to me yeah would you agree with that 
Yeah, or maybe they haven't transitioned, or maybe they're just not, yeah, just not really Yeah, they're talking about, about one specific actress, and I don't, did you write down her name? I don't remember. And she had been an actress for, like, decades and never came out until, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, just recently. Sandra Caldwell. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. And then, as I was saying, relates back to disclosures, kind of the opposite of that, like disclosing that you are transgender, I mm-hmm. guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say we learned some terminology. Indeed. Which, yeah, it's always good. So we'll take this knowledge and grow from it. Yeah. I mean, like and you've said before. knowledge is power. Yeah, knowledge is power. And I think kind of a good way to conclude is you know people are multifaceted even people who are transgender you know like it's not their one identifier is not they are a transgender person there is a lot more to people which seems like a duh seems pretty obvious but i think media sort of has that problem too of flat characters yeah of just like Here's your defining characteristic. You're transgender. You're defined by your religion, or you're yeah. defined by your job, or something. And I think that that's real. That's dangerous to do. I mean, especially in this case, it's dangerous because it shows people that are kind of wanting to live their most authentic self that they will just always be pegged as one thing, and they can never get past that and and that this is just what their experience is going to look like. And I I don't think it's fair to pigeonhole people for anything. Um, and so I think it's important to remember that people are multifaceted. They have a lot to bring to the table. And I think that that's a lesson that hopefully Hollywood can learn from this um, documentary and that we all as a society can learn as well. Yeah. And I would say if I brought one thing out of it, it would be diversity and representation is the name of the game. And 99% of the time for the better. I think sometimes it can be negative portrayal, so it's not good. But, you know, representing you and saying you are there and you are heard and you are a person like, you know, for a young person who's having those feelings and stuff, it's. A big so, deal to see so themselves represented on screen. It, it's crucial because, you know, when they were talking about that 80% of American statistic, someone who had transitioned that was, like, one of the actors was saying, like, I felt like I was the only one going through this experience because I didn't know anybody yeah. that was transgender. It's true of them as well. Yeah, and so that can make, you know, people feel really alone and... It's dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that those we are our it. thoughts on yeah. disclosure. So, if if that is a topic that interests you, it's available on Netflix. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to currently captivating positives. Okay. What are you? captivated by i think we have a shared one unless you yeah did a switch up on me i didn't so (laughs) 
So we just watched through on Apple TV, Ted Lasso, <laughs> starring the pride of Kansas City, Jason Sudeikis, who does a lot of KC shoutouts in the show. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love to see that representation. Um, yes. So yeah, I... <laughs> this is just like a really feel-good show. Um, it's about Jason Sudeikis as a football coach, and then he gets hired to go coach a Soccer uh, team in England. Me? His name is Ted Lasso. His name's Ted Lasso. But yeah, it's it's like a lighthearted comedy, but just hundred percent. Yeah, feel good. And I've heard people describe it that way, and I've watched like close. I'm like, eh, this looks kind of dumb. It then, definitely was portrayed as pretty dumb. But yeah, I, but I then think watching it was heart. like actually had some funny, and then yes, very much so the heart. Like, oh, yeah. this makes you feel good. Yeah, which you don't see a lot. <laughs> States, everything is just trying to be needed. That pick an up. issue, an issue, or like shed a light on something. And sometimes you just need like a little bit of silly in your life. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say about Ted? Um. Well, I love Jason Sudeikis. I love Danny Rojas. <laughs> Football is life. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I don't really know a lot about soccer. Did you learn anything about soccer? <laughs> yeah, like they have a lot of different terms that I was not familiar with. The pitch. That's like the field, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. One critique, show a little <laughs> more of the soccer. Yeah, it didn't show any. But but oh, that's okay. I it's think that's it's okay. not really about that. Yeah, it really isn't. So if you're going into it and you want to watch a soccer show, probably not the show for you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we really like Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good show. And I guess it if got If you have me Apple thinking. TV, it's kind of, not a lot of people have Apple TV, I guess. But if you yeah. do, I'd say it's one of the few shows worth watching on there. That we've watched on there, right? Yeah, we haven't. I've only watched a few things on Apple TV. So that was... One of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of got me thinking uh, about other shows that I've been watching that it, I felt like were worth mentioning. Okay. Yeah. So the Queen, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which I feel like a lot of people have seen. So I just am putting my hat in the race that like I agree. Your hat in the race. I think it's in the ring. Really? Yeah. Throw your hat in the ring. Oh, gosh. I don't know anything. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it was... It's only seven episodes. It's a really fascinating story, and the costumes are great, and you just, like, want to keep watching and know what happens. So I'd recommend that if you're, like, one of the few people that hasn't seen it. And then Caleb and I have been watching United Shades of America, Mm -hmm. which is a CNN show, but... If you have HBO or HBO Max, it's on there. If you liked this movie, I would recommend it. Yeah. I was, Disclosure. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe um, W. Kamau Bell, maybe he could do an episode about related to this topic. But yeah, it just like showcases different. It's like a mini docu- uh, document. Why? Why are words so hard? It's like a mini documentary. Documentary. I can't. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. It's not a documentary. It's just a show. 
but it's like news and it's like real people and real issues. So that's why I feel like it. It's like a docu series. Mm, I like the docu series. All right. Well, Anyways. it's fascinating. You always learn something on that show too. So. Yeah. Plus, the host is. I'm a fan of the host. His comedy and his podcast. Okay, so that's what we've been watching, and it's those are positives in our lives. Should we move on to next week? So next week, we're watching the HBO documentary, Man v. Ford. Um, and that's man with two ends. Um, and if you've seen Dark Waters, from what I can tell, based on the trailer, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Which we both were pretty captivated by that movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it. So don't get your hopes up yeah, there. But, that's one downside. But sure. uh, yeah, sounds like a sort of related like big company polluting things and not doing their best to not kill people yeah like toxic waste and yeah that type of stuff environmental pollution and the effects on human life yeah so that'll be we'll have more things that we've learned i think by the end of that (laughs) (laughs) by the end of that and that will be not next week but the following week right because if you didn't listen so to last week... So your new week... thing is going to be see you two Sundays? Or... <laughs> oh, right at the very see end. See you next, next Sunday. Oh, dear. Maybe I'll just not say that part. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll figure it out hopefully really okay. soon because it's coming up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we'll be watching in two Sundays. Good point. Glad you mentioned that. Anything else? Nope. All righty. Call your loved ones. Wear a mask. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye.